Welcome to a new episode of the Pylon Podcast. I'm Cantley Elliott, and um, I have my special friends with me again today. We haven't got to chop it up about football very much. Wesley McFan, um, I know you're 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 really into this too. I know you're a Patriots guy. Your your boys are playing tonight, but um, recapping some of these early games, what were some of your thoughts? Yeah, so uh, I'd like to start out with the Chiefs and Jags. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, the way the Chiefs are looking this year, it's kind of disappointing. The first two games, I know the first game. They didn't have Travis Kelsey, which is obviously a huge hurt to the offense. But this game, they did have Kelsey, and they only managed 17 points overall against the Jaguars. And I was watching, I was watching, you know, the floor screen, and they they were having lots of offensive penalties, lots of sloppy ball. Um, Mahomes didn't seem as mobile as he's always been in the, in the past. He just kind of sat back in the pocket. I don't know if that's Andy Reid trying to get him to slow down or, or if that's a product of, you know, that that poor offensive line. But like like I was saying, I don't think they're looking like an Andy Reid Super Bowl team. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right with that too, man. And it's, it's funny because I felt like after the first game when they played Detroit, it was easy to kind of pawn it off on injuries and things. And I'm not really a big believer in the whole, like, injuries make you lose. I mean, I know they play a factor, but at the same time, you know, you got to go out there and you just play who's in front of you. So I've never been big on that. But I felt like, you know, from what I saw from this game this afternoon and what I was reading, it was a lot of little things like, you know, penalties. And they just don't feel like the Chiefs that we've we've seen the last couple of years. And I know last no, year – yeah, everybody was like, oh, well, you know, they don't have Tyreek Hill, so how are they going to be now? And they went and won the Super Bowl, and now it's easy to say, oh, well, they don't have all these pieces. How are they going to do now? Mm-hmm. But it just it just doesn't feel the same. No, and, and I don't know what the – I don't know where the disconnect's at because yeah. just, what, seven months ago, eight months ago, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, and they looked like a solid team, and they were a solid team. And mm-hmm. I, I still think they are. I don't think they're a bad team. Don't right. get me wrong. But they're just not playing at the level that we've seen them play. Right. And I feel like, too, for as weak as that division kind of is, too, it's easy to – it's actually funny. So I feel like watching those two teams this afternoon, they both are – I think a lot of their success has come from how bad their divisions are. Because <laughs> we were talking about the Jags in one of our early pods, and we were trying to figure out how good, like, they really are. Because, yeah. like, everybody else in your division is so bad. And I think the Chiefs is kind of the same for them. I know they've won two Super Bowls in four years or whatever, but still it's almost like – if your division's a little bit tougher, you know, what does your path to a championship look like? So exactly. that's kind of the thing for me. And I just wonder, is their defense going to be like the main talking point this year if their offense kind of can't get it together? Yeah, that's that's a good point. And I guess only time will tell because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but I, I'm pretty sure they've never really been awful on defense i know they they pretty much stack their offense it's an andy reed he wants to throw the ball he loves to get the ball down the field big chunk plays mm-hmm. but they've always had like a semi-solid defense yeah so yeah they've always had a lot of notable guys i feel like at one point you know it's Juan thornhill chris jones i mean they they've had some guys but now it just feels like they they really i don't know it just it doesn't they like you said they don't feel the same mm-hmm. and i think even with Jacksonville losing this game, I'm not down on them just yet. Um, 
I think they still have a lot of hope left for their season. I mean, it's, I know it's only week two, but I think they're going to be a very promising team. I agree. And yeah, you know, I think if this is a thing of where they do end up, you know, meeting down the road in the playoffs or something, I think I think Jacksonville can honestly get them because they've yeah. given them they've given them a little bit of trouble, you know, when they played them over the last the last two two meetings. So yeah, um, well, Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback. Yeah, I'm so glad he's kind of grown into yeah into being great. And they have they have a really stacked receiver core over in, yeah. over in Jacksonville. So he's got yeah. a lot of offensive weapons to use. And I think as he matures, maybe through this season, uh, I, I I feel like Trevor Lawrence is a top 10 QB in the league right now. Easily. I think he definitely is. And I, I think a lot of that, too, was getting with Doug Peterson and getting rid of Urban Meyer. Because yep. as much as people around Ohio and Columbus love Urban Meyer, it just wasn't really – I never really felt like it was a good – a good situation. I just, fit. yeah, it just never really felt like a good situation. And then he starts doing all the other things and it's just like, dude, you gotta, you gotta chill. But I, I'm with you. I think Trevor Lawrence would definitely be like, I think he's in that maybe top eight discussion. Yeah. Really. He can I, make I, a, he can, with Aaron Rodgers being out now, I think he could definitely make a case for, for that. Cause we don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to be like when, or if he comes back. See, I know this isn't part of our topics, but I don't think he's coming back. I don't either. I don't either. I know he says one thing, but I don't uh -huh. think so. I don't think so either. I think he's got that guaranteed cash, and he only signed a two-year deal with a third-year extension. You know, like a, a bonus year. Yeah. But I think I think he's just gonna leave leave with pockets full. Dude, yeah. I honestly, I know it's it. It sounds good to get on these TV shows and say, oh, well, I have the state of the art, you know, rehab program, and I and you've never seen this before and everything, but. It's like, bro, when you tear your Achilles and you're mm -hmm. however old he is, 40 or pushing He's 39. 40. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. that's not really, yeah. It Lay sounds down, good. bro. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because I remember when I think it was Grand Delpit tore his uh, Achilles, his rookie year, and it was like, okay, well, you're 22 years old, so that's an easy bounce back for you. But being 40 years old and being a quarterback and you got to move around, oh, no, mm -hmm. I don't I don't see it for him. No, um, no. No, but you know, speaking of injuries and bad offensive lines and and all those good things, uh, <laughs> Bengals Ravens, man, I people are pulling the the injury card for Joe Burrow now. Is that man, uh, I is it fair I don't to know. say it? I don't know if it's fair to say or if it's not mm -hmm. fair to say. We don't know what goes on in the locker room and you know during the week of training and all that. But the the Bengals are cold right now. Yeah, they're cold. Yeah, and Burrow Burrow just signed. He's the the highest paid quarterback in the league right now if i if i remember seeing that correctly and he came out week one and didn't even throw a touchdown no so no i mean no. It, go ahead go ahead no you go ahead i'm just i was just gonna say that's that's kind of what happened when aaron Rodgers signed his enormous contract too with the mm -hmm. the packers you know yeah he, he came out and he wasn't really performing at that super high top level that he just signed a paycheck for or signed a, a contract for yeah yeah, and I think the thing with, with Joe Burrow and the Bengals, um, it's easy to say that, oh, well, they started 0-2 last year and they still made the AFC Championship game, but this 0-2 feels different than that 0-2. Yeah, it um, definitely feels slower. Yeah, it feels a lot different, and that's why I'm kind of concerned. And it just really feels like this is kind of their last little – they're like little – their window for a Super Bowl is closing very quickly. Mm -hmm. Because after this year, when people have to start getting paid and everything, it's just like... Yep, roster you know, moves, click cap space. Yep. Exactly, exactly. And also, I, I want to know your take on this, too, just from what you've seen so far. So when we did our AFC North preview pod, 
I put the Ravens to win the division. And granted, I, I I pray the Browns do, but you know, I know you do. <laughs> I pray they I pray they do, but um, I put the Ravens ahead of the Bengals just because of the defensive side of the ball. And like we were texting about this earlier, I was like, when they lost Jesse Bates and Von Bell, they have nobody to cover cover deep at all. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what the Ravens were doing all day. They were going deep with like Zay Flowers, OBJ had a couple deep, yeah. um, Nelson Aguilar did. So I think that was kind of on full display what the difference is between these two teams today. Like, do you think that, is that fair, you think? Yeah, I think it is fair. And the Ravens, they they played, they came to play ball, dude. They won the game. They they kicked a game-winning field goal, I think, is how it ended. And yeah. and that's that's how you win games, man. Like, yeah. yeah, you play hardcore defense, and then you get the ball down the field, get in the end zone, kick field goals mm. to tie or to tie it or go into overtime or to win. Yeah, yeah. And they, they did it to an all-star team because last year the Bengals, they were great. And they've been, they were great the year before that too. Right. So the fact that they yeah. can come in, you know, game two of the season right. and show them like, hey, you know, we're not messing around. Mm-hmm. We still got it. Right. Exactly. I think, yeah. yeah, I definitely think they could, they could top it out. Yeah. And I think it was good today too, just for a lot of the quarterbacks we talk about, you know, Lamar and Lamar and Josh Allen specifically today. Um, because week one, there weren't any quarterbacks that really stood out. Like all Except of them had very, yeah, except Tua. All of them had very, like, mid-games, and it was just kind of like, oh, I mean, are they ever going to get it together? So it was good to see Lamar today, you know, throw for two. He ran for, I think, 54 on 12 carries. Um, So, yeah, it was good to kind of see those guys get going a little bit. But Joe Burrow, he still just didn't look, mm-hmm. you know, you know, in the defense, they don't look that great. The offensive line, this might be the worst he's had, I think, in the last three years. Um so yeah, we'll see, we'll see if the Bengals can get it together because it's not gonna get any easier for them. No, so. and I'm I was just watching the Cowboys game just now before we before we got on here. Yeah. And the one thing I can say about that team is they have a great offensive line. Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys yeah. have a great offensive line. Dak is just sitting back there making dime passes to CD mm-hmm. Lamb all night yeah. against a great secondary. Yeah, uh, from the Jets. Yeah, and that's even too how guys like Tony Pollard, I think, you know, they do so well. Because it's like that I mean they're they're behind that offensive line, and I feel like the Cowboys. It always seems like they have good pieces almost everywhere around the field, and I think that's why when they can't finish the job in the postseason is so disappointing. Yeah. But the offensive line, it seems like, has always been you know a strength of theirs at least since I can you know remember like actually watching football. I mean, their offensive line every year in the preseason, they're at the top like you know three to five rankings, so they're always up there. So it's good to yeah. see that you know they can actually do something with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, another AFC game, Chargers-Titans. Um, Chargers-Titans. Is this, I was really wondering before this game started, are we going to have to have a hot seat conversation for either Brandon Staley or Mike Vrabel? And Brandon Staley might be on the hot seat after this year is over. He, I, don't, mm-hmm. I hope he can make it through the year. I don't know, dude. The, the way the Chargers have been. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's really tough. They yeah. they just aren't winning. Yeah, <laughs> how do you put it? That's literally what it boils down to, man. And I feel bad because they brought Kellen Moore in for the offensive coordinator, and I literally said before the year, I was like, I think this is going to be the year that Justin Herbert has like has his best year yet. And they're off to a 0 and two start, and even in overtime, the Chargers had the ball first, and they went three and out, and it's just like. When you're in those situations, man, and you're trying to put away a you know a conference opponent, mm-hmm. and somebody could potentially be in the playoffs. And the thing about it too is the Titans don't even have a great defense. Like their defense is very 
middle of the pack. So I, I felt very like, mid. yeah, they're very mid. And I just kind of felt like they could have easily put that game away. Um, and I feel bad because guys like Keenan Allen, it was a waste of a game for him. I have him in fantasy, by the way. He had like 30 points for me. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. And I know not having Austin Eckler makes a difference. But against a team like Tennessee, you got to yeah, you gotta yeah. pull that one out. Yeah, against Tennessee, to. definitely. And I know a lot of these a lot of these teams are shifting. Like I know we had big aspirations for the Jets, and we had big aspirations for for the Lions. Now after watching them beat uh, uh, the Chiefs, Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, the Chiefs. Um, and I, the Broncos and Commanders right now. Broncos are twenty four. Commanders are thirty five. With uh, four minutes left in the fourth quarter, that's a high scoring Ooh. game. So, wow. I mean, back to back to what you were saying. If, if you can't pull it out against a, a mid-tier team, how are you going to pull it out against a team that's actually rising and coming up to the top? Yeah. Yeah, and I think, too, especially being AFC teams like the Broncos, it's like obviously you're going to have your – I know the Bengals are struggling, but they're still in that, you know, upper-tier conversation. So, like, the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Jets were in there at one time, I felt like. And the Broncos, I it always kind of felt like they were middle of the pack, yeah. kind of like where the Chargers are, too. And you were kind of waiting to see who was going to pull ahead and get more momentum, not only in the division, but the playoff like race as well. And when you're losing games like this to those teams that you shouldn't lose to, like the Commanders, man, I mean, you should not. Yeah, you shouldn't be. <laughs> what, was, what did you say it was? It was 35 to 24? Yeah, 35 24 Commanders are up. Man. And the thing about it, too, bro, was we always talked about how good the Broncos, we thought their defense was. Yeah. And had the commanders hang 35 on you, it's just Mm kind of like, that's a little disappointing. Yeah. You know? So I had the the Broncos defense last year in fantasy, and Mm -hmm. although their offense struggled, their defense was actually pretty solid. Because they, I forget what game it was, they were playing, and no, uh, neither one of the teams, they might've been playing the Colts, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But neither one of the teams by the end of the game had a touchdown. That's so crazy. It was that sounds wild. about right. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. It was like yeah. nine to nine. It was a prime time game, <laughs> like Sunday night. <laughs> Bro, I was so tired of them putting the Broncos <laughs> on prime time games last year. We all and were, it, dude. And it felt like they were all just so close. They they played all those games so close, and I think by the time like the middle of the season came, the end of the season, all their games were done. Yeah, but still, I swear in the first like six weeks, these dudes had four primetime games. It was and awful. it was terrible. It was the awful. worst. Yeah, and that's it. That's when you kind of knew. I'm like, okay, I'm glad somebody. I'm glad America is seeing how bad the Broncos actually are. And I yeah. felt like Sean Payton could have made a difference, but yeah, nah. Sorry oh. about it. Guess not. <laughs> um, and the last game for us for today, your your game, 49ers and Rams. 49ers and Rams. Oh my goodness, what a shootout! Yes, dude, that was a fun game to watch. Yeah, down the field, one team scores. Down the field, another team scores. Down the field, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and just the offensive weapons that both of those teams have. What a blast, man! Yeah, yeah, and I think um, just to kind of touch on what we were talking about a little bit ago, uh, the Rams kind of being that one team wonder two seasons ago when they won the Super Bowl. Do you think they're going to like bounce back this year and actually be in contention, or or what's the what's going to be the deal with them? I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I mean, put sticking it to the 49ers like that. The 49ers have a good defense. They can obviously move the ball down the field really well. Right. Um, I think holding in with the 49ers says a lot about about the team's effort and yeah. their style of play. 
you know, that's a fast paced offense. That's a, that's a, that's a strict defense. Like you're not going to get away with much. And right. they, they only lost by a touchdown. So yeah. the fact they held in there, I think yeah. shows a little bit of improvement over last year. Last year was a real bad season for him. Yeah. I will say I'm kind of, the only thing I worry about with the Rams, I think is, I know they have Aaron Donald, but their defense, because the 49ers putting up, when we got on here was 30 to 20, um, putting up 30 points. The San Francisco, they, to me, they've always been one of those teams where they'll win, but it'll be super low scoring games. And I don't know if that was just a thing of where they were like that when Jimmy G was there, because even the Raiders, when you look at them now, they're not going out scoring a ton of points. And I just think Jimmy G, he's a quarterback where he just does enough to get you a win. It might not be the prettiest. It might not be high scoring. But San Francisco now, I mean, they're looking like they legitimately might go out here and score 30 points. McCaffrey now, he's looking like he could potentially be the first or second best running back in the league. I'm biased. I have Nick Chubb. But yeah, if you made an argument for McCaffrey, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If McCaffrey can stay healthy, McCaffrey gets injured a lot. I mean, I know. The past few seasons, he's been injured, you know, mid-season, and it's season-ending injury. Yeah. Right? So, he's out for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So, I think if he can stay healthy, as long yeah. as their receiving core can stay healthy. I saw Brandon Ayuk left the game earlier. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't. I can't remember if he came back or not, but he left the yeah. game. So, as long as they can stay healthy, man, they, they play hard and they play fast, which is good. Right. But that also increases the likelihood of, of injuries. So Yeah. Yeah, because a guy like I, I love George Kittle. I love their, Debo Samuel. To me, oh I don't, I don't think he gets enough respect. And I'm not saying he's the best receiver in the league, but I just don't think he gets enough respect. Well, he had a, he like, had kind of a tough year last year. He did, yeah. He had a little bit of a tough year, but he always seems to when he's out there, he just he's a, he's a difference maker, you know, mm-hmm. when he's out there. But yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely um, I have him in fantasy too, so I always try to watch those guys, you know, a little more closely, but. Yeah, those those games today. There was a few, you know, good ones, and uh, hopefully we can get on here next week and talk about some of the the games next week. It looks like there's a pretty good slate. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I'm excited for the Patriots Dolphins game. I know the Dolphins are going to win, but let's go. Hey, pass. don't say. Hey, like you said before we started recording, man. The, the Patriots and Dolphins they've always seemed to have those those games. Or even when Brady was there. Yep. Dolphins they kind of always. Dolphins the own New numbers. England. Yeah. They own New England. Man, so it's, it's going to be a good one. I don't think it's going to be as bad as we think, but, I mean, they might surprise some people. And then my guys play tomorrow, so we got the primetime slots this week. <laughs> there we go. We got there the, we we go. the primetime slots, yeah. Well, Wesley, I uh, appreciate you hopping on here, man, chatting about some uh, some NFL this time. We still have some MLB to, to cover next time I think we talk, so it should be oh, fun. Yeah. Playoffs are, are – race. Yeah, so they'll be upon us very soon, and I know uh, – that's right up your alley. Cause yes, I need to ask you about the Shohei Otani stuff going on. We can hop into that uh, on, the, on the next one. That's cool with you. Sounds good, man. So, okay. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in to uh, the Pylon Podcast. We'll check you next time.